जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जन गिरिवरधारी जय गोपी जन गिरिवरधारी यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजन यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजन यमुना तीरावनचारी यमुनातीरावनचारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंद जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंद जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंद जय अद्वैत चंद्र जय गौरा भक्त बिंदा जय अद्वैत चंद्र जय गौरा भक्त बिंदा जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंद जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंद जय अद्वैत चंद्र जय गौरभक्त बिंद जय अद्वैत चंद्र जय गौरभक्त बिंद जय अद्वैत चंद्र जय गौरभक्त बिंद हरि बो हरि बो हरि बो नित्य गौरा हरि बो जय जय प्रभुपा 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 जय जय प्रभुपा जय 
जय वैष्णव ठाकुर शिल प्रभुपद वैष्णव ठाकुर शिल प्रभुपद जय वैष्णव ठाकुर जय पति तपावान शिल प्रभुपद पति तपावनशील प्रभुपद जय जय भक्ति वेदांत प्रभुपद भक्ति वेदांत शील प्रभुपद जय भक्ति वेदांत प्रभुपाद 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 जय जय प्रभुपाद जय जय गुरुदेव 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 जय जय गुरुदेव जय ओम विष्णु पार परमहंस परिवराज विचार्य स्तोत्र श्रीमान हिज वाइन ग्रेस शिल भय चरणारविंद भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी महाराज शिल प्रपाद की जाय इसकॉन फाउंडर चार्ज बीबीटी फाउंडर चार्ज शिल प्रपाद की जाय जय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवत महापुराण की जाय श्रीमद भागवत गीते थारूप की जाय श्री चैतन्य चरितामृत की जाय श्री श्री राधा कलचंजी की जाय श्री गौर भक्त बृंद की जाय निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बोल ग्लोरीपाद turning up the program and those listening over the radio or online please repeat after me om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंद जय अद्वैत चंद्र जय गौर भक्त बृंद जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंद जय अद्वैत चंद्र जय गौर भक्त बृंद जय अद्वैत चंद्र जय गौर भक्त बृंद श्री चैतन्य चैतामृत की जाय श्री श्री राधा कलचंद जी की जाय
Shigora Bhakta Brindaki Jai Nitai Gaur Premanande Hari Hari Bo. So today we're reading from the Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhyalila, chapter number 22, which is entitled The Process of Devotional Service. And today we're starting with text number 84. I didn't bring my glasses today, so I'm going to read from here. That way it's, the writing here is really very small, you know. So please repeat after me. Bhava apavargaha Brahmataha Yada Bhavet Janasya Tarhi Achyutta Satsamagamaha Satsangamaha Yarthi Sorry, Yarhi Tada Eva Satgato Paravareshe Tvayi Jayate Ratihi Bhavapavargo Abhramato Yadabhavej I'm going to change, change the meter. Bhavapavargo Brahmato Yada Bhavej Janasya Tarhi Achyuta Sat Samagamaha Janasya Tarhi Achyuta Sat Samagamaha Satsangamo Yarthita Deva Sadgato Satsangamo Yarhita Deva Sadgato Paravareshe Tvijayate Ratihi Paravareshe Tvijayate Ratihi Bhavapavargo Brahmato Yadabhavej Janasya Tarhi Achyutta Satsamagamaha Satsangamo Yarhi Tadeva Sadgato Paravareshe Tvijayate Ratihi Please repeat. Bhavapavargo Brahmato Yadabhavej Janasyata Hyachyuta Satsamagamaha Satsangamo Yahita Deva Sadgato Paravareshe Tvijayate Ratihi Bhavapavargo Brahmato Yadabhavej Janasyata Hyachyuta Satsamagamaha Janasyata Hyachyuta Satsamagamaha 
Bhavapavargo Brahmato Yadabhavej Janasyatarhyachutta Satsamagamaha Satsangamoyarhi Tadeva Sadgato Paravareshetvaijayatiratihi Bhava Apavargaha, liberation from the nations of material existence. Brahmataha, wandering, yada, when, bhavet, should be, janasya, of a person, tarhi, at that time, achita, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, Satsamagamaha, association with devotees. Satsangamaha, association with the devotees. Yarhi, when, tada, at that time. Eva, only. Satgato, the highest goal of life. Paravareshe, the Lord of the universe. Tvai, to you, jayate, appears, ratihi, attraction. Translation, please repeat after me. Oh, my Lord, oh, infallible supreme person, when a person wandering throughout the universe, sorry again, wandering throughout the universes, becomes eligible for liberation from material existence, he gets an opportunity to associate with devotees. When he associates with devotees, his attraction for you is awakened. You are the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The highest goal of the supreme devotees and the Lord of the universe. So again, the translation is, O oh my Lord, O oh infallible supreme person. When a person wandering throughout the universes becomes eligible for liberation from material existence, he gets an opportunity to associate with devotees. When he associates with devotees, his attraction for you is awakened. You are the supreme personality of Godhead, the highest goal of the supreme devotees and Lord of the Universe. Purport by His Divine Grace Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. This is a quotation from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 51, Text 53. So I'm going to say a little bit as we go along. Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnana Jana Shalakaya Chakshurum Netam Yenatasme Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Swang Rupa Kadama Hyam Dadati Swapadantikam Vancha Kalpatrubhischa Kripasandubya Evacha Patitanam Pavanibhya 
वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः नमः ओम विष्णु पादाय कृष्ण पृष्ठाय भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदांत स्वामी नामने नमस्ते सारस्वती देवी गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चात्यदेशिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवास आदि गौर भक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय श्री चैतन्य चैतामृत की जय शील प्रोपाद की जय श्री श्री राधा कलचंदी की जाय श्री गौर भक्त बिंद की जाय श्री गौरंग महाप्रभु की जाय निताय गौर प्रेमानंद हरि हरि सो हियर लॉर्ड श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य महाप्रभु हु इज साइमलटेनियसली द मोस्ट प्रोफिशियंट द मोस्ट प्रोलिफिक द मोस्ट मर्सिफुल original supreme personality of godhead himself and also uh the greatest devotee of lord shri krishna at the same time he is describing devotional service so devotional service can be understood best by the supreme lord himself and those who are his uh pure devotees they are the two persons who can understand devotional service and here both these personalities are combined in the form of goranga mahaprabhu so when he is explaining devotional service we can understand that uh devotional service uh as explained by goranga mahaprabhu is the best way to understand devotional service om gyan timirandasya gyan jana shlaka chakshurimlita minatasmai shri guruve namaha नमाम विष्णुपादाय कृष्ण पृष्ठाय बुद्धेशमते तमाम कृष्ण गोस्वामी नाम सो इन दिस वर्स टेक्स्ट नंबर 84 द लॉर्ड इज सेइंग दैट वी ओवर पीरियड ऑफ मेनी 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 लाइफ टाइम्स हैव बीन वांडरिंग थ्रूआउट द यूनिवर्सेस ब्रह्मांड भ्रमिते going to bhagavan jeev so we've been going over many 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 universes for many many lifetimes then he says that such a person can become eligible for liberation from material existence when he gets an opportunity to associate with devotees going to bhagavan jeev guru krishna prasad pai bhakti lata beach right so who is this guru the guru is actually the representative of krishna he is krishna himself or she is krishna herself coming to actually hold our hand and walk us back to godhead that is guru the definition of guru given in our scriptures is a person who is pregnant with love of godhead guru is pregnant with love of god it means in pregnancy there is going to be some delivery right there will be a delivery so the guru delivers love of godhead love of krishna krishna prema to the disciple 
So again, who is the Guru? So the description is given that the Guru is one who has understood uh, who has understood uh, Krishna consciousness perfectly and has a character that is able to deliver that Krishna consciousness to others. Means, there's acharya and prachara. Acharya means, has good character. What is good character? Good character means that the devotee is very humble. That the devotee is very compassionate towards all living entities, understanding that every living entity is actually a child of Krishna, a beloved of Krishna, part and parcel of Krishna. The purpose of Krishna's happiness is the devotee. So, everyone is a servant of Krishna. Right? We heard many statements are made. Jivera, Surupa, Hoi, Nitera, Krishna, Das. Um, um, another statement that's made is... Uh, That Mamai Vansha Jeeva Loka Jeeva Bhuta Sanatanaha, that we are all part and parcel of Krishna. Suhidam Sarva Bhutanam, Krishna says that uh, oh, He is our greatest beloved. He loves us most, so we are His beloveds. Aham Bij Pradapitaha, I am the seed giving father of all living entities. So Krishna, His Happiness is in having an association with the devotees, relating with the devotees. And he says in the Bhagavad Gita that he actually comes uh, to this planet to actually associate with the devotees. Right? Uh, what is the verse that he uses that? He says, Paritranaya uh, sadhunam. Paritranaya sadhunam. Which means really he's coming to associate with it. That is his main purpose to come. Vinashraya Chaduskritam, he does through his expansions. He himself is not really interested in that. He is not a controller, he is a lover. He is, Krishna is always interested in love because the greatest happiness is experienced in the emotion of love. He leaves everything else to his expansions. So, so really, at all times, Krishna's greatest happiness is in his relationship with his devotee. So, in this verse, and especially in the next verse, as we go on, the next verse will describe it. In the next verse, it will be described... Uh, well, let me read the next verse, because it's, I lost track of the verses because the screen moved away, so I'm getting back to the screen again. But this is text number 85. The next verse is text number 85 of... Chapter 22, Madhilila. In that verse, Lord Chaitanya is saying, Ata atyantika chemam pritchamo bhavato anagaha 
संसारेस्मिन् शरणधोपी सत्संगह सेवधीर निरंग now the translation is o devotees o you who are free from all sins let me inquire from you about that which is supremely auspicious for all living entities o devotees o you who are free from all sins let me inquire from you about that which is supremely auspicious for all living entities association with a pure devotee for even half a moment in this material world is the greatest treasure for human society so in the purport uh, Prabhupada says this quotation is from Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 11, chapter 2, text 30. So here we can see the Prabhupada is actually describing who the Guru is now. I mean, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu describing who the Guru is. O devotees, O you who are free from all sins, you see, let me inquire from you about that which is supremely auspicious for all living entities. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, Tadvidhi pranipatena pariprashnena sevaya opadekshyanti te gyanam gyananas tatvadarshinaha. So who is the tatvadarshi? The tatvadarshi who is one who has seen the Lord. And Prabhupada describes that if we chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, sincerely, if we chant that sincerely, Prabhupada says you will see the lotus feet of Krishna. You'll have darshan of the lotus feet of Krishna. And the lotus feet of Krishna is everything for us. You know, statement is given by the Acharyas. Bhajavaviremana, Srinandanandana, Abhaya Charanar Vindare. Abhaya Charanar Vindare. So it is the feet of the Supreme Lord that actually give us all great happiness and success. Everything comes from the supreme feet of uh, from the, from the uh, the uh, lotus feet of the supreme lord, right? So there are two prayers that Srila Prabhupada asks us to chant before we chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. The one is Jayati Jayati Namanandu Rupa Murarir Viramita Nija Dharma Dhyana Pujadi Yatnam Katham Api Sakradatta Muktidam Praninam Yat Paramam Amritam Ekam Jivanam Bhushnam Me. So in this verse, uh, it is described, Jayati Jayati Namanu Rupa Murarir, that the Lord and His holy name are non-different. That is the uh, the form of the Lord is in the form of the holy name. Jayati Jayati Namanu Rupa Murarir, Viramita Nija Dharma Dhyana Pujadi Yatnam. That if one chants the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, then all the other processes of Dhyana, which is like meditation, puja, doing arti and puja like that, uh, all types of sacrifices, these all become secondary. They become uh, insignificant because it is the holy name of the Lord that is non-different from the Lord. And then it continues, that we always then like to hear Krishna Katha. And then we become fully liberated. That we then understand that this is the, the parama, 
Bhushana, the it's the greatest fortune of my soul, the greatest fortune of me, is actually understanding that this holy name of Krishna is actually the most powerful thing in creation. So, so now, coming back to the Guru, <clears throat> how does one actually receive from the Guru, the child, the pregnant, the Krishna Prema? It comes in the form of the Holy Name, the chanting of the Holy Name. That is the delivery that is happening <clears throat> by the process of chanting the Holy Name. And why the lotus feet? Because then another prayer is offered, which Prabhupada says we should chant after this first one, and that is Nikhila Shutti Moli Ratnamala Duti Niraji Pad Pankajanta. That actually the nails of the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord are so powerful, having darshan of the effulgence that emanates from the nails of the Supreme Lord, that everything and anything that we can ever imagine achieving in our life, multiply it many, many quadrillions of times, will be achieved by the process of actually having darshan of the effulgence that's coming from the lotus, from the nails of the lotus feet of the Lord. <laughs> that's just the effulgence. That's how much it does. How powerful is that, right? So this is why darshan of the lotus feet is very important. Because then you will actually have darshan of the effulgence that's coming from the nails of the lotus feet of the Lord. And that will deliver us in every way, not just in terms of liberation, but beyond liberation to actually having personal association with the Supreme Lord and his associates. So in these verses, <clears throat> a very important secret is being revealed to us of devotional service. And what is that important secret? That important secret is that success, the secret of success, is a humble attitude of service. A humble attitude of service. That if we serve the devotee of Krishna with an humble attitude of service towards the devotee of Krishna, then whatever is in the heart of that devotee will be revealed to us. Because our process is a process of revelation. It is not a process of effort. And generally, in life, we've all been trained that everything comes from our effort. That if you make an effort, success will come. Uh, in education, this is what we taught in the schools. That the harder you work, the more successful you become. The smarter you work, the more successful you become. It becomes a little better when they say smarter. But neither of this is actually true. What is actually true is that everything we are able to do is by the mercy of the devotee of Krishna. And of course, some of the devotees we don't know very well, like say for example, Mother Earth. Mother Earth is a devotee of Krishna. It is why Krishna chose to come to planet Earth, because she was his devotee. Krishna likes to associate with the devotee. He could have gone to any planet in the universe and established the Dharma of Vrindavan, and subsequently Mayapur by Radharani. Could have gone to any planet. Why was planet Earth chosen? Planet Earth was chosen because Krishna likes to associate most with his intimate devotees. So Prithvi is an intimate devotee of Krishna. So if we, if we respect Prithvi, if we love her, if we have that relationship with Prithvi, she will actually deliver her heart's 
information to us. The uh, the the supreme person, <coughs> excuse me, the supreme person in the material world is Durga Devi. <coughs> she is the wife of Lord Shiva. Lord Shiva is none other than Krishna himself, manifested in the material world for material transactions. He is the Lord of the universe from material transactions point of view. And his consort is uh, is Durga Devi, is Mother Parvati. So Lord Shiva himself is an expansion of Krishna and Durga is an expansion of Radharani. And so she also is a devotee. In her case, she is a devotee of Goranga Mahaprabhu. That is why in the nine islands of uh, Navadvipa, Navadvipa, one of the islands is dedicated to her. It's called Simantadvipa because she takes the dust from the lotus feet of Lord Goranga Mahaprabhu and applies it on her uh, on her forehead. You know how ladies, they apply between the hair, the hair, hair is parted and at right in the center and then in the part they'll put the they'll put a red vermilion which signifies the dust from the lotus feet of their husband. And even Lord Shiva was amazed because he noticed that, you know, the dust looked different. So he said, what dust did you apply? I'm your husband, you know. And she said, I applied the dust of my Lord. So he said, ah, but I am your Lord. He says, no, you're not my Lord. You're my husband. My Lord is Goranga Mahaprabhu. And as you know, she is a uh, she's a, a pure devotee of Guranga Mahaprabhu, and she personally took initiation in our sampradaya from Haridas Thakur. She even follows the process herself. So obviously, she can reveal to us from her heart great secrets about love of Guranga Mahaprabhu because she has it in her. She has the best spiritual master anybody can ask for. Namacharya himself. Namacharya means that he is the Acharya of the Holy Name. We're trying to become servants of the servants of the servants of the Holy Name. But he is actually the Acharya of the Holy Name. To take initiation from the Acharya of the Holy Name, that's a very exalted position. Extremely exalted position. And that too, being the most intelligent person on the planet, in, in the universe, she is the smartest person. There's nobody smarter than Maya Devi. She can outfox anybody. She can outfox the whole universe together, single-handedly. This is how powerful this lady is, you know. So here are some devotees, and of course, for us, the most important devotees are Jagai and Madai. You know, because Jagai and Madai, uh, they actually exemplify our character. We're very sinful by nature. We're very insignificant and sinful by nature. We're always trying to chase material happiness in one form, shape or another. We're chasing material happiness. And that's what Jagai and Madai were doing. They were very good at it, actually. They were so good at it that even bad things they were chasing, not just good things, because it gave them so much happiness to drink liquor, to molest other persons like that. So many things. gave them a lot of happiness. And then, by the grace of 
Lord Nityananda and Haridas Thakur, they were able to be liberated because they met these two devotees. These two devotees tried to preach to them. Of course, they attacked the devotees. They didn't quite accept them as one would expect. They attacked them and even uh, broke the head of Lord Nityananda in a sense, you know, uh, made him bleed from the head. Uh, but what happened as a result was Lord Nityananda being a person who doesn't get angry, never gets angry. It's one of his natures. Is he never gets angry. He's always very happy. He's Nityananda. He's always very blissful, like that. So he didn't take offense, but Goranga Mahaprabhu became very angry when he found out. And he came immediately with his Sudarshan Chakra to actually, you know, take the head off, uh, of uh, Jagai and Madai both, actually. And Lord Nityananda intervened and said, no, no, my Lord, this is, this, this yoga, we're not going to use that process. Our process is going to be that we're going to actually, uh, liberate them by the process of chanting the holy name of Krishna, chanting your holy names. And that was Goranga Mahaprabhu's number one instruction, right? Prithifitayati eta nagaradi gram sarvatra pachar hoibe morana. And then the next verse, again, which is the most important verse, coming from Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that Jarita Kitarika Krishna Upadesh, right? Amara Gyan Guruhana Taraidesh. So becoming spiritual master. Chant the holy name and become a person who can then offer this chanting to others. And that is the spiritual master. Such a person is a spiritual master. And comes in three different categories. The first one who introduces someone to the holy name. So whenever we meet somebody, we introduce them to the holy name by the process of Srila Prabhupada's books. Because Srila Prabhupada's books are replete with this information that only by the chanting of the holy name of Krishna can one achieve the highest goal of life. Like that. Harinam, 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 Evikevalam, Kalo Nasteva, 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 Gatirinta. And that Om Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Iti Shoda Shakanam Nam, Kali Kalma Shunashanam, Nata Uparatarapaya, Sarvavedi Shudishate. So, so this process, introducing somebody to this process by any of the methods that actually even bring them close to the devotees in some way, even if you can't get a book in their hand, by being good character persons, being good devotees ourselves, others will become Affected. Even they, it is said that if a person sees a devotee, they make advancement, rapid advancement, just by having darshan of a devotee, just like by having darshan of the Supreme Lord, like that. They do akyata sukriti, and because of that akyata sukriti, now they will come across the process of chanting the holy names. So that is one of the gurus. Then the other guru is the guru who actually guides people to go back to Godhead, right? It's like the, you might say, the teacher guru. The Siksha Guru, giving information to others. And the beauty about uh, these times right now is that um, there are processes of getting the information out far and wide very easily by using the internet, you know, using social media, etc. One can always post information out there that can be seen by amazing numbers of people, 
you know, in different languages also they can translate that. Nowadays you just have to hit, you know, translate in English or translate in whatever language and it translates it, right? So that message can be sent out. So this, we should use this method. Prabhupada said the number one purpose of ISKCON is actually to propagate this uh, information, to educate people in Krishna consciousness. And so, uh, so that is a very powerful way also of reaching out to people. And in the second category, the Siksha Guru also holds the hand of the devotee and walks them back to Godhead. He is the one or she is the guru that is going to be the guru who will take somebody back to Godhead. Then the third guru is the Diksha Guru. The Diksha Guru's purpose is to introduce us to the parampara so that we can become uh, qualified and certified to reach out to others in a way that will work for uh, other people. Because often we see that um, uh, in this world, unless one is certified or one is qualified, people will not listen, right? So if you say that you are an initiated devotee or a second initiated devotee, people will probably pay a little more attention to you because that's how we've been brought up to think, you know. And so for that purpose, and also so that we will take to the process very strictly. Because once you're introduced into a parampara, the parampara has a methodology that is used to make advancement. And we use that parampara system, whichever parampara we're in, the Gaudiya Vaishnava Sampradaya. So our Sampradaya has a particular methodology of having darshan of the Supreme Lord, associating with the Supreme Lord like that. Get the idea? So, because of that, um, uh, the Diksha Guru actually he brings us into that system. And, and in a lot of cases, the Diksha Guru also happens to be the prime Siksha Guru because uh, that is how it started in ISKCON. ISKCON started with one Diksha Guru. And so, obviously, the Diksha Guru was the Siksha Guru as well. But as time goes, it'll change. The system will change in the sense that people will understand it is the Siksha Guru that is the most important Guru. The Diksha, all Gurus are very important. It's not like one is less important than the other because Guru is one. So all Gurus are equally important. But it is the Siksha Guru that actually takes the responsibility of walking the person back to God and literally holding their hand and walking them back to God. And that guru makes themselves available like that to speak to the devotee, to counsel the devotee, to encourage the devotee, to resolve issues that are happening in our lives. Day to day, everybody has issues in their lives. So how do you resolve those issues? This is the purpose of the Siksha Guru. And the most important fact is that every one of us must become Siksha Guru. This is Lord Chaitanya's order, Amara Gyae Guruhana. Gyaya means order. It's not an instruction. An instruction is very powerful, but an order is even more powerful. Like that. So, uh, um, so the Diksha Guru actually introduces us into the Parampara, which is extremely important. And in the Srimad Bhagavatam, the story is told of how uh, it was Shukadev Goswami who spoke to Parikshit Maharaj, the science of Krishna consciousness, 
even though, Hare Krishna Prabhu, even though his spiritual master was in front of him. And not only that, his spiritual master's spiritual master was there and his spiritual master. So the four sort of levels of spiritual masters above him who were there in, in that in the arena. And yet, why is it that Parishit Maharaj, uh, the Shukadev Goswami spoke? It is because it is described by the Acharyas that Krishna has already determined who will touch who to come back home, back to Godhead. And, and if I, and each and every one of us is a quota, so if, um, for my quota, if I do not touch those people, I keep coming back to the material world until I've touched them. This is why preaching is very important. We must preach. We're not qualified to preach. No one is qualified to preach. The qualification of preaching comes from the revelatory process. It is those who are giving us information that is allowing us to give information. And that's what these two verses are about. That it is through the devotee that one is able to achieve pure love of Krishna. And so, uh, and, and, and those persons I'm supposed to touch, if I do not touch them, they have to also come back. <laughs> life after life after life. Until I touch them. And not only that, they still can't go back to God until the quota they have been given have been touched by them. <laughs> so not only we have to be touched by our spiritual master, we must be touched by our spiritual master, but we must also touch those personalities who will become encouraged and enthused by us in their Krishna consciousness. So even in Krishna Leela we see, and Gora Leela we see, that there are many, many exalted devotees, right? The most exalted devotees, the gopis, the Goswamis of uh, Brindavan. These are like the most exalted devotees, the Gopas, like that. And if you hear the stories, the pastimes, you will see that when some devotees ask to speak, like in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Lord Goranga asked Ramananda Rai to explain Krishna consciousness, right? What is the first thing Ramananda Rai will do? Oh Lord, you already know. <laughs> You know, you actually know. I don't know Krishna conscious. I cannot describe Krishna conscious. But if it, it is your desire that I should speak, then please bless me with the information so that I can speak it. Give me that information so I can say it. It's just like, you know, okay, you want me to give the, a speech, but I cannot give a speech. So if you write it out for me, I will read it out. <laughs> and I would have given the speech. It's like that. So, even the gopis, you ask, like one of the most advanced gopis in Vrindavan, her name is Tunga Vidya. And she knows amazing details of the pastimes of Krishna, you know? It's like, even Krishna and Radharani may have forgotten those details. But Tunga Vidya will remember the details. And then when she says the details, both Krishna and Radharani will become, will have ecstasy, feel ecstasy, knowing those details. She's so smart. But every time Radharani tells her, Dunga, can you please tell me a little about what happened uh, when Krishna lifted the Govardhan Hill, right? Then what is the first thing she will say? Oh, Radharani, it is you who knows everything. You know? I am so wretched. I, what do I know? But you have blessed me by asking me to speak. 
But because I know nothing, you please manifest in my heart what I can speak that you can hear. You please manifest it. Then I will just, like Sanjaya, right? What did Sanjaya do? He sort of relayed what was happening on the battlefield because he was like the, he could see everything, hear everything that was happening on the battlefield even though he was not on the battlefield. Right? So he was, what was he doing? He was relaying, right? He was relaying that information. You know, like sometimes in sports you see some sports figures are relaying what's happening on the field, right? And if you don't, can't see it on television, you're listening on radio, they're sort of letting you know what's happening, what the state of play is on the, on the, in the game, like that. So that is our purpose. We are supposed to become relayers like that. But you cannot become a relayer until your hearing becomes purified. Because otherwise what we'll do is, we'll tend to hear something, add or subtract something, and then tell somebody. That's called the cheating process. Cheating process means, information given to me, I sort of tweak it, you know, adjust it, because I think I can make it better. (laughs) And then I pass it on, right? But that's a cheating process, because the Lord already knows best. You don't need to tweak it any anymore. And if any tweaking needs to happen, it'll happen automatically. You won't have to do it. Your purpose and my purpose is simply to be a transparent bimedia, like that copper wire that, you know, transmits the electrical energy from the, from the grid, the power grid, to the home where the, that electricity is going to be used in the form of lighting, putting light on or something like that, right? So the copper wire is just a, a bimedia. It doesn't change the electricity into something else thinking, I can make it better than electricity. <laughs> if it did that, people will chuck the copper wire aside and say, I'm not going to use the copper wire. There's no need for the copper wire. So, uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a sense, this is the guru. The guru is the copper wire. And all of us must become copper wire. Others just come back to this material world. And if you really love this material world, nothing wrong. Krishna is okay with that. <laughs> He'll breathe you out from a Vishnu, and you'll spend a little over 311 trillion years, and it'll breathe you back in again. And then it'll breathe you out again. Another 311 trillion years, breathe you back in again. And that'll just keep going. So you want to hang around? There's no problem. Krishna is okay with that. But if we have understood that this material world is Dukhale and Asashvatam, that this is not our home, this is a, a, a mental asylum and prison house and... Uh, intensive care ward of the hospital rolled into one. You know, all three are nasty places, by the way. You really don't want to be in intensive care, okay? Because you'll get more diseases in intensive care than you did outside of intensive care. Because you're in a place where there's a lot of disease in the air. It's being recycled, you know. Everybody's disease is being recycled in the air. Okay? In fact, in Fiji, in, uh, the... The word in Fijian for hospital is valenimate, which means place of death. <laughs> so Fijians think if you're going to go to hospital, you're going to die. <laughs> and it's been proven. That's actually a fact. More people catch disease inside a hospital than outside a hospital. It's been proven. It's a fact. You know? Of course, more people die inside a hospital than outside because they're diseased, so okay, expect, they expect them to die. But really, a hospital wasn't meant for dying. It was meant to, that's a hospice. Hospital was meant for 
getting yourself corrected, the dis- getting rid of the disease to become healthy again. Right? Now, in that ICU, imagine the ICU was also the mental asylum, which means only the crazy people are there. The worst people who really can't make it outside are put into a mental asylum, right? They have to be straight-jacketed because they can't be left alone. They'll kill themselves or do some harm to themselves and to others as well. So they're brought into an asylum and, you know, given heavy, heavy chemicals so that they can settle down a little bit and continue breathing about pretty much that's all they can do is breathe. And they don't understand anything properly. They think, I'm the President of the United States of America, and they'll smile, think I'm this person and that person, misidentify themselves. All sorts of things they'll do. Now you roll into that, the fact that it's also a prison. (laughs) So you're going to be punished really badly inside prison, right? It's really harsh. I, I tell people, really, they should go to prison and go inside for a little while. Just check it out. Yeah, commit some crime and just go inside, check it out. You'll find out how bad it is inside there. You'll be praying to Krishna and never want to go back to that place again. But that's the material world. That's why we want to get out of this place. That's one of the reasons. But actually the most important reason we want to get out of this place is because the person who loves us the most, who we also should love the most and will love the most when we come to the greatest love, is not here. That person is in the spiritual world. Yes, he is here, his energy is here, etc. But only to give us association so that we will be attracted to going back home, back to Godhead. So the Chaitanya Charitamrita, in this part of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, this is the explanation that's being given to us. So for us as devotees, we should see every person as a child of Krishna. We should see every person as a beloved of Krishna. We should see every person as a servant of Krishna. And every person as a part and parcel of Krishna. Krishna is describing this over and over and over again. So if we see them like that, then if we give them any help at all, if there's any way we can serve that person, then Krishna will become happiest. And he says that in the Bhagavad Gita, one who explains this science to my devotees is the best amongst the devotees, and there is no better person than he. So we see that everyone is a devotee of Krishna. We do not see that somebody is not. It's just that some people are in a state of ignorance and some people actually know. Some know, some don't know it. So if we can do anything to serve any person, any living entity on this planet, then actually Krishna becomes very pleased. And that is described in the Srimad Bhagavatam on the same section of the process of devotional service. Krishna says, if anybody offends any of my de- any living entity, I become very unhappy. Then Krishna consciousness is not available to that person. Any living entity, what to speak of? Devotees who are very exalted position. So in this part, Chaitanya Charitam, because Krishna comes again as his devotee, as Gauranga Mahaprabhu, where now he explains the same thing at a higher level. So he's saying in this one now, that please serve my devotees, my pure devotees, serve them. And who is a pure devotee? A pure devotee who is achar and prachar. Achar means good character, and prachar means understands the philosophy and is able to explain to others and help them in their lives resolve the problems they're having issues in their lives so they can come to the process of pure devotional service like that. Hare Krishna, I'm going to stop here.
And if ask if anybody would like to say something, ask a question. Yes, bro, go ahead. What is your question? I'll repeat the question. I don't think we have a mic here. Yeah, go ahead. And I'll repeat it for the people outside. Oh, there is this. Man. You talk... Uh, yeah, it's on. Uh, you talk about um, associating with devotees and, and how this is good for us. Yes. Uh, but I do remember reading somewhere, it says that you stay aloof from certain type of people. Stay aloof from certain type of people, yeah. Like materialist or something? Yeah. Is that true? That is true. That example is given so that we do not become attracted to their uh, uh, inauspicious lives, you know. Mm-hmm. That inauspicious doesn't come to us. If we associate with negativity, then obviously you're going to become negative, right? Like that. So the idea is that we want to stay aloof from those persons who are not so interested in pleasing Krishna, in loving Krishna, like that. Aloof doesn't mean that we don't associate. It means that we don't associate too closely with such persons. Mm. We don't try to imbibe their character into our character. We don't try to rub shoulders in a way that their nature becomes part of our nature. You see, in that way, stay aloof. But we are compassionate, which means that we do uh, associate with them so that they can actually advance in their Krishna consciousness as well. Everyone is, has some level of Krishna consciousness. Could you give an example? Like yeah, the idea is, yeah, the idea is to help them, serve them. And, and like for instance, uh, uh, when we put your mic a bit closer because people can hear you. Put the, yeah. So like when we distribute Pashadam, to the general public. That's a good way to do it. That's a good way Perfect of doing way to do it. it. Okay. Yeah. Even a smile. Right. A devotee smiling at another person, that person will appreciate it, right? Yeah, the fact true. that they appreciated the devotee gives them spiritual advancement like that. Okay. So compassion can go in many, many forms. And so the best of those two forms are prashadam and kirtan. Kirtan and prashadam are the two best forms. Jai Shri Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai. Very good. Other questions or points anybody would like to make? Yes, Prabhupada. Uh, we often hear that the, the nature of mercy <coughs> is costless. Causeless. Nature of mercy is costless. But, yes. but in the in the verse that we that we just read it says um, when a person wandering throughout the universe becomes eligible for liberation from material existence, he gets an opportunity to associate with devotees. Yes. It looks like... A contradiction. Co- yeah. So yeah. how do we understand this? It's not really a contradiction because basically you became... But how do you become eligible? What is say? How do you become eligible? What did you read? How do you become eligible? By coming in the association of devotees, right? It says, when a person wandering throughout the universe becomes eligible for liberation from material existence, he gets an opportunity to associate with devotees. That's what I'm saying. So again, same thing. It's when you come in association with devotees, you become eligible. You see what I'm saying? It says you become eligible, and then they come into the association. That's when they come. Because that's the eligibility. Your eligibility is coming in association with devotees. That's your eligibility. Okay? There is no mercy there yet. That mercy has not been delivered yet. You understand? So if I become eligible for liberation, I come to this temple. 
Okay? No mercy has been given to me yet. There is mercy in the sense the Lord is giving mercy because the Lord is sitting in my heart from inside saying, go to the temple. <laughs> you know, And I'm listening a little, so I say, yeah, I'll go to the temple. So that way I'm getting the mercy of the Lord. I'm not yet getting the mercy of the devotee yet. You see what I'm saying? Although, in some sense, I have in the sense that the temple was built by the devotees. It's run by the devotees. So it is the mercy of the devotees in that sense. But I did not come to the temple for the mercy. The mercy did not cause me to come to the temple. I came to the temple, right? Now, once I come to the temple, I meet you. And then you tell me, you should chant Hare Krishna. Okay? Now, when you told me to chant Hare Krishna, what was the reason you told me to chant Hare Krishna? So that I can benefit from it. Okay? All right. Okay. And so, so basically, that uh, information that you gave me that I should chant Hare Krishna, okay? What was the cause of it? What caused you to do that? What caused you to do that? Mm, yeah, not really. No, no. No. The reason you did that is it was your expression of love. You see what I'm saying? We have love in our hearts. And therefore, we want to express that love to somebody. We express it by telling them something that's going to make them really happy. Right? Okay. What causes love? Causeless, right? The moment something causes love, it's no longer love. If I love somebody because they're rich, am I loving them or am I loving the, the fact that they're rich? Jai, Shishiradha, Kalachanji Ki, Jai. You see what I'm saying? Love is causeless. Sometimes they say love is blind. That's the material, materialistic way of saying love is blind. Meaning, there is no cause or condition that causes love to happen. It's something that just spontaneously happens. When you fall in love with a person, you just fell in love. Of course, you fall in love because that person is smart, beautiful, Wealthy, this, that, you really didn't fall in love with the person. That's why they change from one person to another. Because <laughs> it wasn't love. If it's love, it doesn't change. Once you love Krishna, you're not going to start loving persons who have nothing to do with Krishna because it's just not going to happen. Love is permanent. It's not temporary. You see what I'm saying? So, and that love is causeless, right? So you can see now the mercy was causeless. Because it came from a position of love. In our science, everything comes from the position of Krishna Prema. It's Krishna Prema that makes everything happen. Since Krishna Prema itself is causeless, has to be, right? So everything is causeless. In the process of achieving Krishna Prema, everything is actually causeless. Because it is a story of love. It is a pastime of love. And a pastime of love will always be causeless. Because the moment you put a cause in it, or a condition to it, love's gone. It's no longer love anymore. You get the idea? So that's why there is a reconciliation here. So basically what happened was, in this case, is, if you know the story of Romeo and Juliet, do you know the story of Romeo and Juliet? Okay. So how did Romeo fall in love with Juliet? What happened and he fell in love? Okay, I'll tell you. Basically what happened was there was a meeting of 
the Capulets and the Montagues. Okay? And in that meeting, Romeo saw Juliet for the first time. And the moment he saw her, he fell in love with her. And she saw him, and she also fell in love with him. Now what happened? They went to a place where they could see each other, right? If they had not, both of them had not come to that party that was happening there, it would never have happened. There would be no story of Romeo and Juliet. You see what I'm saying? So they came to a location. And in that location, they met. And then the love sparked. Just spontaneously. You get the idea? So here, it's being told that to get liberation, when you become eligible for liberation, doesn't mean you are liberated. If I become eligible to become a doctor, it doesn't mean I'm a doctor. You get the idea? When I'm eligible for something, I will go to a place where that eligibility will fructify, where it will happen, right? If I want to become a doctor, do I become a doctor just by sitting in my room and lying down and I become a doctor? No. I go to a medical school. And there I get trained to become a doctor, right? So, in the same way, when, you, when, when you're eligible for liberation, you will come to that place because that's where your eligibility will become fixed. So what is that place? That place is the shelter of a devotee. Just like for Rumi and Jirat was a place where they met. For us, it is the shelter of a devotee. The arena of the shelter of a devotee is the location where you will become eligible for liberation. And then by the causeless mercy of the devotee, because the devotee only has love, anything else the devotee has, has nothing to do with... Uh, you want the uh, comments? Take this. Yeah. Uh, uh, anything a devotee does that has nothing to do with love of Krishna has nothing to do with Krishna consciousness either. You get the idea? Krishna consciousness is purely about Krishna prema. It's about love of Krishna. And it's arena. It has a wide arena. It's a very wide arena. It actually encompasses the whole creation. <laughs> so it's a very big playing field. But in that playing field, there are some persons who you will touch, who will pass the electrical power to you. You know, They're, they're sort of surcharged. And they'll surcharge you as well. And when you become surcharged, you have liberated. So you got to touch. It's a little like an iron filing touching a magnet, right? Then the iron filing becomes magnetized. So now the iron filing itself becomes a magnet. Or the example we give is, if you put the iron in the fire, the iron becomes as hot as the fire itself. It becomes fire itself. But the fire is the location. It's when the iron comes in touch with that location that the fire transmits its energy into the iron. So eligibility means you've come to the right location. You see what I'm saying? And then you, then the mercy of the devotee will allow you not just to become eligible, but to make others eligible. The teacher is the best student. So really, our process is perfect yourself by perfecting others. Then you become perfect. If you try to perfect others, you'll become perfect. In that perfection, we have to stay away from three things. Dhanam, Janam, and Sundarim. Do not do it because you're looking for followers. Do not do it because you're looking for wealth. And do not do it because you're looking for having physical relations with the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever is happening these days. You see what I'm saying? 
We are not into those three things. If we do any of those three, but even a subtle way we do it, Krishna can see it. And Krishna Prem will not be there. Krishna Prem can only be there if you are pure. So we have to remind ourselves of this point that I must remain pure in the heart. Doesn't mean you cannot, don't do material things in life. You have to do material things in life. Why? Because you're in a material location. If you're in the ocean, how can you ignore the water? But a human being is not a ocean creature. Similarly, the soul is not a material world creature. It's not meant to be in the material world. It is a, it is, its location is the spiritual arena. But it has wandered into the material world, like we fall into the ocean, but we're going to have to pay some attention to the water now. We can't just disregard the water and say, I'm not in the water, I'm going to walk. You're not going to walk anyway, you're going to die. So similarly for us as devotees, we should understand, do not get involved with any other purpose in Krishna consciousness except one, and that is to please Krishna. Anything we do should solely be for the purpose of pleasing Krishna. And if you do it that way, amazing things will happen in your life. Miracles will happen. And you don't have to become an initiating spiritual master or a temple president or whatever else in this world that people think is a position that is royal or, you know, (laughs) that people worship, you know. People go and touch their feet and things like that. No, stay away from that. That's not our purpose. If that is supposed to happen, it will happen. You don't worry about it. Prabhupada never wanted to become a spiritual master. He didn't want to take sannyas. Both things happened. Why? He was induced to do it by his god-brothers, particularly Keshav Bharti Goswami Maharaj. He induced him. He said, please, you have to do this. This service is necessary. You must become sannyasi. His own spiritual master came and told him in the dream, please become sannyasi. He got up thinking it was a nightmare. How he can become sannyasi? I got family, my responsibility towards my family is so important, I can't become sannyasi. What will happen to them? Two times he came, both times Prabhupada did not accept. Then, when his god-brother worked on him and worked on him and worked on him and worked on him, then he agreed. Okay, if it is the desire of the Supreme Lord that I must do this service, I accept the service. Then he was told, you please also initiate disciples. He didn't like the idea. Then he started speaking to some people, thinking that they might take to the process. And then one of his godbrother's uh, uh, disciples came and told him, who are you to preach? My godbrother, my, my spiritual master is senior to you. He should be accepting the disciple, not you. Who are you? Prabhupada said, you're right, actually. I'm sorry. You're correct. He is uh, the real guru. People should take initiation from him, not from me. Prabhupada was that humble. And then what did Krishna do when he said that? Gave him the whole world. <laughs> what to speak for a few disciples? I'll give you the whole world. Why? This is purity, you know? Purity. Purity is the force. So you can see how this reconciles, right? This reconciles basically when you think from the point of view of love. When you think it from any other point of view, it never reconciles. There are conflicts. But when you think it from the point of view of love, everything comes together nicely. Even opposites come together nicely. You know, like we often say, this is sort of clockwise, you go up, it becomes anti-clockwise. Clockwise and anti-clockwise can be reconciled in love. You know, we have in our, uh, in the Leela of Krishna, people like uh, Jatila, Kutila. <laughs> people are given the name Kutila Devidasi, Jatila Devidasi. 
You think, how? How you can get that name? <laughs> but they actually increase the love of Radharani for Krishna and for Krishna for Radharani. And some of the pastimes that happen with Jatila and Kutila are some of the best pastimes you'll hear. You can see reconciliation, right? So, this is our process, you know. Yes, sir. I have been listening to Aindapabhu Kirtan since 1990s. Yes. And uh, I used to live in New Jersey. Right. And believe it or not, I used to uh, play my little radio and listen to it. And I walked right. in my father's backyard. Right, right. And double rainbows would come out. Double rainbows would double come out. Double rainbows would come out. Yeah, see? And when I That's went, a miracle. When I went to, uh, came to Texas, same thing. Right. Not just once, but many times, double rainbows came out. Right, right. And you can, I can even ask, I have proof of people who live with me, they've seen double rainbows yes. come out. Yes, it's actually a fact. It's amazing what the holy name of the Lord will do. Amazing, amazing miracles happen. I just very want to share that. No, thank you very much. All right, so now we'll go out and have some prasadam. Very nice. Vancha kalpa turvascha kripasandu bhyavicha patitanam pavnebhya vishnavibhya namo namaha anantakuri vishnava brindaki jai shri chaitanya chaitamrita ki jai shri gaur bhakta brindaki jai shri shri radha kalachanji ki jai itai gaur pramanandi hari hari bo. He's very nice.